Welcome to Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft, podcast hosted by me, Lilith Amberley. If you're exploring witchcraft for something beyond the aesthetic, if some social media platforms make you cringe and say, that's not me, if you're looking to build a practice that enhances your life, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Welcome to this episode of Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft. This week, I want to talk about what a day or I should say week in the life of a witch might look like. And if you are a witch of a certain age, you're really going to want to listen to the first one. So let me start with an interaction that I recently had with someone who has known me for quite a long time. And the conversation went something like this. Hey, what's going on with you? What's with all this witchcraft stuff? You know, you have a really successful career. You're well-educated. Do you really believe the things that you're saying? Are you having some sort of midlife crisis? What's going on? Number one, my witchcraft is not a fucking midlife crisis. Number two, I don't owe you an explanation at all. Number three, if I did, I'd say I practice witchcraft because it works for me. I believe that it has helped me to gain those successes in my life that I've had. I think magic was helping me to have success in life before I even knew that the magic was there. That's why I practice witchcraft. Now, most of my followers are women. So a lot of you listening to this are women and you're over the age of 35. So whether you think or you don't think that that puts you in midlife, that's up to you. I'm going to be 50 this year and I can clearly say I am in midlife, but I am not having a midlife crisis. Now, I'm sure there's someone out there listening to this and is thinking she sounds like an angry middle-aged woman. She must be having a midlife crisis. I'm not angry. I'm just at a point in my life where I really don't care so much what other people think. That's what midlife does to people. So it's not that teenage, rebellious, fuck-off-to-authority type place. Because generally, when you're a teenager, you pretty much still care what your friends think about you and what society thinks. But when you get to be middle-aged and you've lived through a couple decades and you've experienced a lot of things, you come to this realization, and this might be a bit of the druidic path of me, that, you know what, I'm here right now today. This is my life. I may have a lot of spiritual beliefs. I may have beliefs in what happens after we die. But what I know with certainty is that I have today. I have this life that I'm in right now. And when you get to be midlife, as so many of you are, you begin to realize that this life might be all that you have. And I'm going to use today the way I want to use today. And I want to share that message with other people, particularly other women around my age, because it's okay to live your life differently today than you did 20 years ago, 10 years ago, or just yesterday. In fact, you should. It's not a midlife crisis. It's a midlife pivot. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're following me on social media, if you are in Jumpstart Your Magical Practice in the beta group or you're on the waiting list when we go live in the spring, you're looking for something more too. You're looking for something different than what you've been doing and there's nothing wrong with that. This path is no more wrong or right than any other spiritual path. And you know, sometimes you also have to laugh to yourself a little bit when someone asks, how can you believe in all this stuff? And they're the same people with a statue of a saint that they pray to. But you know what? I don't question that. I don't question their beliefs. I don't question the power of their prayer because I've seen that work for some people, but I don't expect my beliefs to be questioned either. Now you can ask me about them. You know, if you're genuinely curious, you want to learn. If someone's asking you about your beliefs and you're comfortable sharing them, that's absolutely fine. But you know what? You also have the right to not talk about it. Pull out the old, you know what? 
I don't like talking about politics and religion or whatever. Or don't say anything at all if you don't want to. But don't let people make you feel and start believing that there's something wrong with you because you're changing. We are meant to change. And you're not alone. Some people may deny it or may be naive to it, but there are people practicing witchcraft everywhere. You aren't on the fringe right now. Pick up Vogue, pick up Cosmopolitan, pick up Time Magazine. We are everywhere. And not all of us are in it just for the aesthetic. So even though we're everywhere, we're not as easily recognized as you would think. But we're there. We're in the office. We are in the schools. We're in the boardroom. We're in government. We are in the neighborhood. Other people may not know it, but we are there. And you know, the other thing is we're not out proselytizing or trying to convert people to witchcraft, but that doesn't mean we're not there. So if you're listening to this, you know these things, and I'm willing to bet you may have experienced some of them yourself. When we put ourselves out there, it can be really scary. I've been practicing witchcraft for quite some time. This is not new by any stretch to me, but I'm out there a little bit more. I've opened some of those doors. Not everyone in my life knows that I practice witchcraft. They don't need to know, quite honestly. It's not like people come over to my house and I'm like, hey, we need to go do a ritual. No, I say hello. I might give them a hug depending on who they are in my relationship with them and, you know, come on in. That's pretty much it. But the more I open myself up and the more you open yourself up, you're going to be open to criticism and questioning. And you can shut that shit down. Just be prepared for it. It's easy for people to dismiss teenagers or people in their 20s because they're young and experimenting with different things or ways of life is what young people do. But when you are a midlife professional woman who people see in a certain way and then they find out you practice witchcraft, it can be jarring for them and you need to be prepared, at least internally, to know how you're going to handle that before it comes up. Now, older women have been ridiculed and feared for a long, long time, forever always probably and you have to really wonder why that is what the heck are people so afraid of we've earned our age and we're reclaiming it and if that's a problem for the rest of the world we don't give a shit so that's one thing that's number one this week <laughs> the second thing that i want to talk about is authenticity so whether you are a content creator or a consumer of content, I want you to hear this. And it doesn't matter if the content is witchcraft related or anything else in the world. It doesn't matter. So I'm at a point where I feel like I'm running out of hours in the day. I wake up around five, sometimes earlier, and I work on my business until around 7.30ish or so in the morning. Then I'm focused on my day job late into the afternoon sometimes early evening. I spend some time with my family and then I work on more business tasks into the night at times. I spend about 12 to 15 hours on the weekend working on my business and I'm still not getting everything done that I want to and I still want time with my family and I still want time to be able to have my own spiritual practice. I want to be able to take care of myself but I know right now that there are certain things that you have to do in business to be successful. Marketing is one of them and I already know that's not my strong suit so I thought to myself maybe I needed to outsource this and I decided I'd start with social media because I know my social media accounts are woefully lacking. It's time consuming and it's just not where I'm spending my time. You know, right now I'm getting probably one or two posts out there a week. And in the social media world, that isn't enough. It's not even close to being enough to have people that already follow you see your posts without having to continue to pay for advertising dollars. But that's like a whole different issue. But so social media is important whether I like it or not. And it took a lot for me to come to the decision that I would try outsourcing this. 
because I knew I would be releasing some of my authenticity to it. These weren't going to be my words exactly. They weren't going to be my images any. They were going to be someone else's interpretation of what I do. But I convinced myself that this is what businesses do and if I want to be successful, this is what I'm what this is what I need to do. So I found a social media content creator and manager, someone that had a lot of five-star reviews and really great feedback from their customers, and I was really excited. I thought I'm finally this is going to get done. It's not going to take me any more time. One step closer to having my business be where I need it to be to be successful. So I had some initial communications with this person and they seemed to get it. They understood what I was doing. They asked the right questions. They looked at my website. They looked at my social media accounts. All of those things that you would expect a social media marketer would do. They worked on some sample posts for me and you know, they weren't bad. They weren't mine. They weren't exactly as I would do them. I made a couple edits to them, but they were okay. I could live with this. In my mind, I was convinced I needed to do this. And then I got the full package back. So basically this was 30 days of social media content. So 30 posts and I was reading through them and some of them, they were fine. Again, not exactly what my words would be, but they were okay. And then I got to one and something about it just didn't sit right with me. I'm sure, you know, call that your intuition. I am a witch. I do have good intuition. Something was just a bit off. And I guess what bothered me was I knew that this was the people working on my social media. These are general marketing people, not witches or occultists that I'm dealing with. And this information was pretty detailed, more than what an average person would know, would maybe even know to look for. So I took some sentences from the post and I just Googled them. And sure enough, it was the sentences popped up. They were from another online source. So not the entire thing, but enough of it that it concerned me. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm just going to make a note of this. I'm going to go through the rest of them and see if I find any other problems. And then I came to another one. I read it and it was a post that included a very specific ritual. It had eight steps to it. So again, pretty specific. I Googled that and I found it in another online article and it was pretty much lifted from that, meaning there was a word or two here and there that were changed, but that was it. So the company was lifting and by lifting, I mean plagiarizing content from other sources for the posts they were creating for me. So needless to say, I was pissed. I was disappointed, one, because this was supposed to be a saving grace for me and save me time. And second, because I knew other creators were being ripped off in the process. And I called them out on this. They denied it saying that they use other sources for inspiration. Well, you know what? I know a thing or two about publishing and I take plagiarism extremely seriously. This was not inspiration. When you lift and copy something from someone else almost verbatim, verbatim, that's not inspiration. So I terminated the order with them and needless to say, I'm not going to be using any of those posts. I'm still trying to get over this because I desperately need more time and felt like the only way to get this is with more minds and more hands. But in the long run, you know what? Maybe it saves me in more than one way. Surely I don't want to be associated with plagiarizing someone else's work, but also being authentic is really important to me. And even without the plagiarism, this didn't feel authentic. So back to the drawing board, I'll go. And I'm sharing this with you just to bring more awareness to the issue. I know authors right now, very recently, who have had entire books plagiarized through AI, so artificial intelligence, and sold as new content. So if you're a content creator, I see you and I feel you. If you're a content consumer, just be aware where the material you consume is coming from as best that you can. You know, trying to create any business 
is hard enough without having people steal from you. So that was the second thing that pissed me off this week. And it has nothing to do with being a middle-aged woman. It just pissed me off as a human being. So finally, the last thing. And the third thing that I wanted to talk about this week was a comment that I received about charging for witchcraft services. So this is something that I've seen come up in the witchcraft community many times. Some people believe that if we teach magic and witchcraft, we should not be charging for it. And here's what I say to that. Great then you go do that. So whether you're creating a course in witchcraft, you're creating a course in marketing, a course in fitness, I don't give a shit what you're creating a course in. You have every right to charge for that. You're putting in a lot of time and a lot of money into creating your content. So if you are a service provider of any kind and you are charging people, don't ever let anyone make you feel guilty about that. It doesn't matter what business you're in. It also doesn't matter if you are at a place in life where you can afford to do it for free if you wanted to, which was also insinuated to me. You know what? That's irrelevant. I know what my time is worth and I'm not going to devalue myself because somebody else doesn't think that I should charge. Second, I know that myself and many other occultists and witches give a lot of themselves for free and I enjoy doing that. Most of what my followers consume from me is going to be free content and that's a really cool thing. But it's the paid content that allows us to be able to do the freebies. It's the paid content that helps pay for the platform for this podcast, the editing for this podcast. N none of this is free to do. There's always costs associated with it. So those are the three things that happened to me this week as an occultist, as a witch, and as a woman who is in her midlife. And I know a lot of my listeners are in the same demographic that I am. And while the situations may not be exactly the same, this shit happens and you are not alone. Don't let anyone tell you because you are a woman of a certain age that you are having a midlife crisis, that you're crazy, that you're off the rails, whatever. This is your life and it's the one life you have. So live it authentically, be the person that you want to be. Now, before you go, I want to make sure that we stay connected. So go ahead, join my VIP list. It's witchlifeacademy.lilithamberley.com forward slash resources. The link will be in the show notes. And I want you to join my VIP list because when you do, you're going to have access to all of my free resources, the ones that are there now and the ones that I publish in the future. You're also going to have access to any upcoming offers, programs, courses, etc. that are going to come out. So I don't want you to miss that. I want to make sure that we stay connected. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and give the show a rating. That's so important, especially for newer podcasts. I would really, really appreciate that. Until next time, I hope you have a most wonderful and magical day.